to Alexander's Chaos Rising. This is going to be the first installment of a shadow work vlog where I do everything in my power to bring out my true and authentic multi-dimensional self. First off, we're going to do a little bit of background. I was born with a different name. I spent my life living in shame as a black sheep and suffering some very, very deep emotional neglect, contempt, and abuse as a child. I grew up as an extremely intelligent young adult, and I rejected and rebelled against everything in the world. And then, strangely enough, I decided to become a Marine. After spending several years in the Marine Corps, dealing with all kinds of demons, alcoholism, drugs, sex, violence in the military, I became a father and a husband. Unfortunately, I'd never spent any time healing my wounds from childhood and from life. I was never a very spiritual man. As a matter of fact, I was very, very much the contemporary zeitgeist young Marine. Although I had some other personal qualities that made me very unique. And they made me the authentic person, the guy who I covered up, who I played the false Marine Corps shell over. That guy grew up as the anti-bully. He was always very empathic. He was always very strong and able to challenge any lie that he saw. I've always known that I saw truth. I've always known that I was connected to something bigger. A lot of people nowadays talk about things like unity consciousness and mysticism and whatnot. You see it all over the place online. You see all kinds of shit online. Everybody's out there just spewing their own type of verbal and psychic vomit onto the internet. Well, I wasn't much of a husband, but at least I was able to be a good father. I fell in love with psychology, I fell in love with my child, and I learned that she had needs. I tailored my career to be able to meet her needs going into psychology. My daughter was born with autistic spectrum disorder. She's been abused in her life. She suffered a lot of mental trauma. My family was very, very abusive. Shit, like right now, even I gotta realize this, it's time for me to do a little shift. I'm being completely and totally fake. I'm speaking from the fake persona right now. And it's driving me insane. This is so hard for me to do because there's no real time in this situation. And so I'm, I'm actually talking about different, different timelines and different aspects of my life and different personalities different realities and okay we're gonna jump around a lot that's why it's called chaos rising so you're gonna notice that I'm gonna shift personalities quite a bit while I'm talking and a lot of people think of this as a mental disorder um, unless you intentionally 
do the work to identify that you do have multiple facets of your personality. You're, you know, you're a fractal soul. Um, you've got, you've got personalities from, you know, ancient times. We're talking, you know, Genghis Khan and Ajax, Alexander the Great. Uh, you know, you, you've got personalities from, uh, what's her name? Uh, Catherine of Aragon. You know, she was, she was that other Bolin girl, the wife of, the first wife of King Henry VIII, you know, over in England. And uh, one of the things that made her famous is that when she couldn't give King Henry a son, he wanted to divorce her. But she went to the church and she said, no, I will not accept a divorce. And for some reason, the church bent to her will. And they didn't issue King Henry VIII a divorce. Like, that was never, never heard of. And, and we don't ever really talk about it. But, you know, we'll get into that a little bit later because, you know, Catherine of Aragon's connected to some pretty dark stuff in our world. And, uh, you know, once we start actually getting cosmic and actually start getting shamanic and start actually getting spiritual and you, you take a look at life and, and language and light and what these things all mean, and if you start actually digging into quantum physics and the way that science has been so horrifically bastardized, everything's been bastardized in this world. I mean, if you're not aware that just about everything you see is, is false and virtual, you know, you're behind in the times. Um, you're, you're, you're stuck, actually, in the times, which is what's even more horrible. It's, it's the zeitgeist. But the zeitgeist, you know, according to Carl Jung, it's not the only thing that there is. There's something deeper, something more intrinsic to the universe and the way that the universe works. Electricity has, you know, two poles, cathode and diode, you know, just about everything in the world falls under the seven hermetic principles. And right now I'm talking about the hermetic principle of gender. And it applies to so many other concepts that it's a key facet of the way that the universe is constructed. Um, yeah, anyways, that's a bit more of my philosophy stuff. But back to what I was saying. You know, we don't really pay attention to these things in our lives. So once you start paying attention you start actually defining things. And the more you define things and the better you know yourself, this is one of those old adages, you know, you would always see it on the, uh, what was it, the temple to the Oracle of Delphi. Know thyself. Well, here's the thing. If you look at somebody with multiple personalities and you say, know thyself, oh, bitch, they know thyself. They know thyself very well. They just don't like thyself. And why is that? Well, I'll tell you why that is, folks. That's because all of the other people that don't know thyself, you spend your time watching football and drinking beer, and you don't think about a fucking thing except for your own cook. You judge. You judge, you demean, you cast out, you project into the unconscious mind. And when you do that, you give up not only your power, but you cause harm and damage to the world and to everybody in it. And so those people who actually take the time to know thyself, not just on an intellectual or a personality or an emotionally processing system, a whole and total spiritual being in complete and total union and unity consciousness, you look at them 
with fear and terror. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know it, there's more pain and suffering in your psyche than you've ever seen on TV. And it's all things you've done and you've consented to. Now that's from a psyche level. Look up the word psyche if you ever want to look into alchemy. Just be careful what you look for because there's some deep dark shit out there. Folks like Mr. Crowley. That man. Oy. Thoughts, people, thoughts. Thoughts are prayers. In a quantum universe, your thoughts are prayers. And in a quantum universe, all thoughts, along with all emotional combinations, which is what powers your manifestation, your tone and inflection, your intention, and your emotional precision and power. That's why you hear a lot of people in the New Age society talking about the vibe. You got the vibe? Do you even know what the vibe is or how to change the vibe? Probably not. Because you don't know how to define your personalities. Now here's the thing. And this is what I want everybody to remember while you're listening. You can change your personalities or you can define them. You already are a whole and unique and complete soul. The thing that makes you the happiest in the world is guaranteed to be good. That makes God and source and magic and the entire universe work. One of the other things that we have to consider is that we've entered a cosmological age where there's just a different type of energy that's emanating universally. Okay? People study the stars, but we usually only study them from the perspective of our individual self or from our planet. When you connect to the Earth, and you have to ground yourself very, very deep into her core, that's the biggest challenge. But when you connect yourself to the Earth, you actually allow yourself to have a connection to our sun, and from our sun to other suns, and everywhere to the very center of the universe. Now, all light has to emanate from somewhere. And everything from scale has to have some inner core connection at every level of scale, whether you're going up and out into the cosmic universe or you're going down and in to your micro internal universe. It's all correlational at every level of scale. And at some point you have to realize that at, at one level of scale, light has no factor other than you know data like at its base constituent level it's it's just data it's data it's energy energy becomes mass when it moves in motion you know you got a motion your 
constantly projecting from the point of your central consciousness. There's a there is a zero point. That's what I'm saying. And at that zero point, there is no concept of time. There is no there is a no time, and there is a now time. There's an active, and there's a passive. You know, there's a cathode, and there's a diode. The entire system is constructed from its base cosmic cosmological level to be duality or binary and sitting outside of that is your soul now a lot of people talk about different dimensions and, and magic and fairies and dragons and, and seeing energy and you know chakras and spiritual alignment and things like that and they're all valid they're all very very valid because they all afford an individual a particular experience and the greater you define your experience the more powerful you become now, right now there's a lot of people who are really very very sad they're really very very lonely they're very very exiled I am exiled I've had some really trippy experiences and for a lot of it I need to be able to talk about it because my brain does shift and my personalities do shift and this is this is actually an impact of the psychological psychic mental and emotional trauma um, that's occurred to me and that I've inflicted upon myself and I've inflicted upon others so my previous Apex, I guess you could call it. Personality, trait, quality, entity. Was addicted to pornography. And he spent his entire life, not his entire life, he spent a decade of his life, 20, no, 30 years of his life, <laughs> whatever. He spent his life, um, you know, basically having very, very poor boundaries. Um, his boundaries were constantly and continually smashed repeatedly over and over and over again psychically, emotionally, you know care and abuse <coughs> and he spent a lot of time being angry you know this, uh, this vessel that I currently inhabit it's uh, it's built for war folks <laughs> I mean even at my heaviest and my most out of shape I still was able to walk into any room and think about every possible way I could kill every single person there in any potential way that I could deal with any possible kind of invader that might come in I've always positioned myself in a place where I protect everybody in the room I, you know I've always been a heroic savior complex style protector you know but the one thing I never really did was I never found a way to protect myself and I never found a way to value myself as much as I valued everybody else I shut off my feelings for a very long time with my addiction and a lot of the dark mental thoughts that I had a lot of hate a lot of violence a lot of shame on every level, personally, sexually, spiritually. Some friends that I used to have, the people that I 
and trying to get myself to talk about. They experienced the worst of it, and they're the ones that had to exile me for my own good because I would not look at and protect myself. And folks, it's a dangerous world out there. And if you're not careful, you be, you get victimized so much by everybody around you. you. You live in a victim mentality. You have a program of victimhood and victimization. Well, when you learn that there's an energetic balance to the universe, have a spiritual awakening, your mind is blown, you've seen it all in an instant because there's no time. hard it's real hard and there's so much more inside and I want to be able to say it because I have these these hugely emotional conversations inside of my head that drive me insane Anyways, okay, see if we can get back to our story. So, let's see here. Yeah, abuse, spiritual neglect. Oh, demonic possession. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, when you believe that you're demonically, you know, possessed and that your uh, your entire, entire sexual orientation is based off of, you know, pornographic programming and horrifically spiritually boundary-breaking... You know, abuse. And then you see, you know, on top of this, <laughs> then you wake up and you see all the shit that's being done all the way around the world. You know, things like adrenochrome, you know, human trafficking, sex trafficking. You actually see some of the things that, you know, are practiced, satanic rituals and dark rituals. And you take a look at, you know, the Vatican and London and monarchies. And you look at government, and you look at the American government, and all the American government, you and I, we've got some fucking problems. I'm a Marine Corps vet, and things are going to be a little bit different. <laughs> I'm coming up onto the California checkpoint now on my way out to Brookings. No, not Brookings, Bandon. This is my day off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the American government. We got, we got some problems. But right now I'm being blocked by fear and the false self. So I have to, I had to find a way to step out of this because I'm trying to be something that I just don't internally feel. I feel like I'm talking to, you know, the wrong thing and the wrong people. Right, for now we're signing out. Okay. So, we're back on the road. That was a quick checkpoint. It only took about three seconds. I probably should have kept recording. Because, damn, I love the way that I feel when I interact with people sometimes. Especially once I've been being authentic. I'm stoned as fuck. Um, and I just drove through the California checkpoint. And threw up the fucking peace sign. I love unity consciousness. I love slipping slipping through, you know, this world, traveling. I get to go anywhere I want and everyone treats me with respect no matter, you know, 
what the situation. And if there's ever an issue, I just put on my Marine Corps cap and like every door opens. It's amazing. It's also got some things that aren't always that great, you know. It's not super cool that some people look at you with utter terror in, your, in their eyes because they know that you could, you know, kill them. And that you've been from one extreme to the other, you know. And Anyways, so we're going to go more, more deep because I've done a lot of psychological work and I've done a lot of, you know, Jungian consciousness work you know I've, I've read some Edgar Cayce and you know if, you, if you're in the middle of a spiritual awakening and you haven't read a book by Edgar Cayce um, go and do so because you know books have consciousness and uh, you know so does nature and so does so stones and crystals and you know magic's real folks and if, if you don't know that magic's real you know you're not paying attention to anything and you're not grounded and that's the whole point it's, it's the trick is if you want to get cosmic you got to get grounded. You know, the more, the, you know, the ancient, ancient, the ancients knew. They knew, you know, crystal skulls, people. I mean, crystal skulls. These are quartz crystal skulls that oscillate a particular type of energy frequency based off of the transmitter. You're the transmitter. <laughs> they emanate for the entire universe as universal focal points and there's 13 of them on planet earth 13 13 folks there's 13 of them here and if you think they're not resonating and returning to you an equal balanced energetic that has loaded with information that you can tap to into and access at any point in time these are central universal core backbone thought forms thought forms people they were formed out of thoughts they were not constructed we're talking millions upon millions of millions of years hundreds of thousands of tons maybe even millions of tons of kinetic pressure from the earth where they were formed originally out of the earth, out of Mother Earth came these. And they've got personalities, folks. If you haven't looked into the Crystal Skulls, do so. I encourage it. There's one in Texas. Its name is Max. I knew a Max once. And because I knew a Max once, I have access. And it's spoken to me in dreams. And in reality, I've had people that have channeled it for me. I miss that lady. We did each other so wrong. I won't speak her name. My God, do I love that woman. I hate her. <laughs> I hate her too. With a deathly sexual attraction. brings me to her. You ever take a look at your soul? It's kind of like when a, I don't know, 
an embryo is first formed. There's one cell and then there's two. You ever take a look at those two cells, or even just think about them, how perfectly identical they are. One difference only. One difference only. And from that one difference, every time it splits and every time it reproduces, it continues to run this amazing construct. And that's what the universe was, is source, God, no time, every freaking thought, every action, every emotion, every potential permutation. And there's billions upon billions upon trillions upon trillions of them. The one original thought that God thought became us. And every time it's scaled down and it's become us and it's become us and it's become us. Or should I say we become it? We are becoming. And it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. Life is unfolding in front of you. Right now. Every moment and every every thought, every second. And so a lot of people talk about love and unconditional love and then you gotta you gotta realize that unconditional love is not always rainbows. It's not always butterflies. People have to grow up and you have to you have to see things differently. So how do you heal that broken child that has to grow up? How do you provide a level of safety and security and compassion? Compassion's different than that hard-edged, you know, life and death, but it also has to be that hard-edged life and death. It has to be the sword of truth that cuts through every meaning. There's no buts. There's no ands. There's nothing else. It's this and that, and they're separate. It is X, or it is Y. I am, or I am not. Now we're getting a little bit into the psychology part, because there is the I am, and the I am is everything good. Service to others. It's, uh, it's, it's boundaries. But you have to reach a core. There has to be a turning point. Where when you reach your inner core, you have to say to yourself, Okay, what is my internal core? Tell me. Service to others or service to self. Now, if you're completely and totally unbounded like I am, was, aha, uh -huh, like I have been, then when you grow up with this level of intelligence and this level of skill, and it's a skill, you learn how to project all kinds of terrible things. You learn how to give people nightmares. You learn how to steal energy. You learn how to trigger people, how to control them, how to manipulate them. And the false self learns this too. You know, our brains are amazing. They're, you know, they're, they are, you know, what make us. But there's, we've got three brains. Like, oh my God, 
Your brain itself has billions upon trillions of connections and neural networks. But the rest of your body has two other brains. Right? You've got your gut brain, which is that's that huge, that's all that feeling. It's all feeling, feeling, feeling. But it's feeling everything. So it's feeling the pain, and it's feeling the suffering, and it's feeling the, you know, the numbness. It's feeling the joy and the elation and the corruption. It's feeling the sickness. It's feeling the disease. Everything is a thought. Everything has to have been a thought form at one point. Right? You know, I think one of the things I heard the, recently that was really cool was... You know, the brain is the only thing in nature that we know of that's ever named itself. think about that what did that have to mean for the brain to be this precognitive thought that could actually see itself say like, oh hey there I am that's me now look at this guys you've got two other brains in your body two other brains now it all works off of different frequencies different vibrations light that light coalesces into an energy that energy begins to flow in motion and that becomes electricity and from that connection between the electricity and the thought and consciousness everything coalesces into the physical mass that you see around you the heart the lungs the central nervous system all of it now, why did I say the heart? Well, because the heart is where you started. That's your actual brain. So you got to look inside that actual brain in your heart. And it's got two chambers. It's got an outer and it's got an inner. Right? This is some of that alchemical and spiritual shit. Okay. I have experienced having eight chakras. When I do my meditations... I make a difference between the heart and the high heart. And the high heart is the inner chamber. It's that chamber that connected my heart to my brain. When I was first born. It's the closest thing to me. And I just realized that my heart, high heart is telling me I didn't get back to talking about her. Whoops. Avoidance. <sighs> Anyways. So her. You ever just find that thing that was you and then say, this is that first next thing that's not you. Right? You look at some things like, you know, Shiva and Shakti. You know, some of these other dynamics. There's always the male, female, Adam, Eve. I got a secret for you. Your world is so corrupt, you don't know about Lilith. But you go and you talk to some of those crazy magic folks. They might have a bit of an idea about who Lilith is. Some of the dark cults in the world, we're not going to name them. Some people choose to take on their name, to embody them completely and totally. Well, I knew one. I knew one once. And I'm here to tell you that the true vision of Lilith and Adam was as equal partners building in equal measure 
as one built the other built. The closest level of consciousness that you can have to your own soul. A twin flame is what I've been trying to say. A twin flame. A lot of people know what the twin flame journey is. Well, I've had a twin flame journey. And I've explored the law of one. I've explored Mayan mysticism, and <clears throat> dream space, lucid dreaming. There's so much more out there to consciousness. Super liminal states. It's amazing. My brain is at some point, my soul is at some point, not my brain, check that. My soul at some point will inhabit a stellar consciousness. This is the concept of starseed. Everybody on the planet's a starseed. Hate to break it to you guys. Everybody who's here right now, your soul is billions of years old. You're a master soul. You came here knowing that you were going to have unity consciousness. And it doesn't matter if you live or if you die. Because there is no time. So it's all the people and all the souls and all the permutations and all the lifetimes and everything that we can pack into forever. Don't worry. It's all there. God doesn't leave anyone behind. Source can't exist without the dark and without the light. It's all there. And because of that, I understand a little bit about the dynamics. Now, this is coming from a logical perspective. So I'm going to make some distinctions here. So for there's the logical and then there's the emotional. This is part of that gendered duality, the male, female, masculine, feminine, divine, masculine, divine, feminine, sacred union, all that stuff. It's important. Especially when you start looking at a twin flame relationship because a twin flame relationship is basically you finding a person that's the closest thing to your mirror of what you regularly think about. Okay, so remember what I told you, pornography, addiction, shame, blame, horrifically unboundaried, you know, Marine Corps veteran, violent war fighting body, mind, my twin flame was of course a match for every single program that I had inside of my brain, every bit of unconscious programming, under impulse. She was 22 when I met her. And oh my, oh my lord, this source, oh source. She was the most amazing thing I had ever seen. We went to the Chinese gardens for our first pseudo date. And I think she saw me as a father at that point, or a friend. We had a good time. We were, you know, she saw me as a brother, I think, as a brother. Yeah, it's like a brother star. She was awakening at the same time. Yeah, she called me bro star. Well, the relationship progressed and we went to an EDM concert. I'm 40 years old and I went to my first live EDM concert with a beautiful 23 year old. I said beautiful, oh my, oh Lord's heavens, you've never seen such supple, amazing grace. She was a ruse, 
Oh, yes, she is a ruse. Perky little teeny tiny titties. Ugh. Her pussy. Mm. I always used to tell her. Like roasted chocolate. A beefy steak. That, that started for me. Oh, she was on her period. She didn't want to make love. It's like, whatever, that's fine. But I still got sexual, and I, I didn't quite eat her out. But damn, I remembered the aroma. And then when she went off her period the next day, I just... She, was, she got herself all cleaned up and everything. She's like, okay, I'm off. And I was like, oh, yum, yum roasted chocolate on a beefy steak and that just became our thing because at that point like okay this is how connected we were her pussy smelled like my B.O. oh god and fucking sex with her was just fucking divine we got dark and twisted we were toxic too we you know falling asleep next to each other we were hateful fucking always talking all kinds of shit about wanting to kill each other in our heads you know we got we were, we were just a toxic mix. We got at one point where we both started imagining having sex with somebody else because we knew that that kind of energy would be sent to our partner and that we could, you know, cast a spell on our partner, basically, so that they fucking felt our, you know, desire for them to be jealous or shit like that. Like, we got dark. We got nasty. And we would, we would read our, you know, we would, we would write in our journals every morning and we would do tarot cards. You know, I was never big into magic, so I mean, this is this was all like a new thing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a one-year-old infant, you know, exploring fucking concepts of high magic with these, you know, people who are, you know, one of them was a 13, 13 year practiced, uh, you know, chaos magician, and the other, oh, my twin flame, that that soul, she was just gorgeous. There's no time, remember? So, anyways, we had some fucking awesome ass fucking consciousness mixes. You know, there were times where I got to channel, you know, the consciousness of Osiris and Thor and, you know, past lives and shit. Channeled the consciousness of a dragon with her, you know, one of the things that she used to love telling me when we would get into these superly charged, emotional, like, cuddly states and, like, super sexual. Oh, God, super sexual. But, like, out in public and shit. And it was the dragon guys it was dragon and she would always call me green eyed dragon yeah. it got a little bit more christendom too you know like we were exploring unity consciousness together and she used to scream Jesus Christ as a Capricorn when she was in the middle of an orgasm <laughs> she also used to wear these beautiful red boots and she wore this hat with a rose on it and we got we got sick with it like she had another relationship at the point in time and Oh, man, just so much psychological manipulation and pressure and, you know, learning about, you know, other outside entities like Dracos and, you know, vampires and things like that and Anunnaki's, greys, mantids. Yeah, that's right. Aliens are real, folks. They're just not always made out of flesh. The U.S. government and why we have a problem with the U.S. government has released a lot of information about this stuff. You can check it out in the FBI vaults. Anyways, <sighs> yeah, my twin, this is going to take some time for me to fully 
unpack everything that we did to each other, and it's going to take a long time for me to be honest with you guys about what happened to her, what I did, who she was, what she did to me, just the entire reflective experience of completely destroying yourself and your own soul and the most amazing thing you've ever had. It's a twin flame relationship for those of you who have been able to be successful within them. You can attest. You know exactly how high you reach with your twin flame. So she's out there. And I think about her every day. It's also a reminder to think about my own soul and to recognize that I'm complete. My inner child is special and that my needs matter. tell more about a person by what they're not saying than what they are saying. And if you know anything about shadow work, the conscious and unconscious, everything that you say to somebody else has an equal. An opposing void-serviced expression. It's perfect. And it goes into the unconscious, and so you have to be aware of it so you can own it. Because if you're not, that shadow's going to come up and it's going to make you pissed and it's going to make you angry and it's going to make you toxic. And my shadow made me very, very toxic for a long time. And it made me accept very, very toxic behavior. But I tried to be a big man about it and shut my feelings down. I have a uh, central autonomic nervous system deficiency or syndrome or what I fucking... Whatever, I don't know how to classify it at this point. But I get, I go numb. My twin used to go so numb that uh, she actually couldn't move her arms and her muscles. Um, she would stay paralyzed in fear during her awakening. She overcame a lot. She's fucking amazing. You know. We sat down with our friend one day who was trying to help us learn how to live as twin flames and we talked about her needing to be like my Aes Sedai and me her warder you know I, I learned from a perspective of you know sacred masculine energetically I treated her like property I couldn't deal with my own fears I rejected myself and I rejected my shadow and I blamed her I judged her and I cast all of her shame, all of my shame. Ooh, why did I say her shame? Interesting. I can, well, no, okay, so I cast all of her shame onto myself. And I cast all of my shame onto her. It wasn't a twin flame experience. It was, it was a, an orange ray pornographic to green ray heart-centered individual. She was pure and honest. And I was all about sex and programming and unconsciousness, virtual worlds. I still have to deal with it. You know, the left side of my brain, the, 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 the ego, the masculine, the logical. As you slip out of the different meanings of words, and especially when you start looking at how words are light, start thinking about light language and there is a light language that unifies the entire universe folks you know, there are fields that you can tap into like the Akashic Records 
infinite intelligence, God source. You start looking at words like sovereign, free. Well, we slipped inside of each other's consciousness because we trusted each other implicitly, and why not? You're the closest thing to me. Why shouldn't I trust you? Uh, oops. Only did I realize that I had a self that was so vilely toxic that it wanted to obliterate me at every level. Not just physically or mentally or emotionally, but spiritually. Yeah. Well, I know better now. I've had it done to me and I've experienced what it's like to be treated the way that I treated my twin. I can't help but wonder if she's felt the same, what it was like to be treated by other people the way she's treated me. My friend and current spiritual guide, more than that, soul friend, soul family, tells me that she wakes up every day, my twin flame does, and uh, regrets not being with me. It's been a year since we've talked to each other. I don't doubt that, though, because I know I feel it. I know that I regret waking up every day without her. I regret not taking the opportunities to build my fire higher and to be an actual sacred, activated, divine masculine. I turned into a little bitch. I turned into a real little bitch. Especially when we broke up. I got dark. Well, if you don't know what an orange ray possession looks like, think about hypnotism. It's taken a long time for me to realize that there is no such thing as hypnotism. You know, there's force and there's violation of free will. Sex magic, if you're not careful, can violate free will. But anything that you think you're doing to somebody else, you're only doing to yourself. You're choosing this experience from an unseen world perspective. Your unconscious programming has selected this for you to deal with. Now, a little bit more about me and my twin flame. We both thought that we had done sex magic in 2014 to summon each other, like fucking an incubus and a succubus clashing. Twin flame star seeds. If you've ever had a twin flame relationship, you know how sexually powerful that can be. How amazingly powerful it is. We, 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 we changed like physical dynamics of the universe around us when we would, when we would couple. Um, I mean, like one time we were in the shower and our bodies got so hot that we had to turn the water to ice fucking cold, but yet we still steamed up the entire bathroom. Like this water was evaporating off, us, off of us at the coldest freaking setting the shower had. Ice cold. And it was freaking evaporating into steam and the place was warm. Oh, it was like a womb inside that bathroom. And that, if you're listening and you have a, a, an emotional recognition here, then you'll know that that was an almost all logical false self representation. The actual feeling of it was so much more intense. I, I, I can't, I, I don't know how else to get it out. Like I couldn't explain it. 
we made concrete contracts and we fucked each other's heads up. You know, she used to wear this shirt called Fuck Me Up on a Spiritual Level. Fuck that girl. Mm. She loved EDM. She grew up on the coast too, you know, 80 miles from my hometown where I grew up. We were 19 years apart, yo. But yet we still, we had all these things in common. You know, we just, we matched on this fucking other level. And I felt so safe talking to her about, you know, my multidimensional experiences and, you know, past lives, you know. In a past life, I was like a pirate. Past life, I was a fucking warrior. Lumberjack. You know, all kinds of crazy shit. And there's more in there, you know. I mean, I've got, I've explored some of my past lives, you know, dealing with ancient oriental Chinese and Japanese culture <sighs> wait till we get to the point where we talk about the fact that I superimposed a yokai onto my twin flame yeah, that's part of that you know orange ray possession game porn pornographic addiction heck it's dark folks I hope you're ready anyways We hurt each other a lot. But God, did we make a make such fucking passionate love too? And I've learned so much from her, the way that she experiences emotions so deeply. You remember, I said she used to get locked up in her emotions. Her emotions were so powerful she would literally paralyze herself. I felt that. Only it's a it's a mental paralytic where I I spend all of my time in my head logically. And I refuse and reject everything in the world outside of me. It's just, it's fucking terrible. It's this holistic exile, even when there's people out there trying to reach out for me right now. I don't let myself be who I authentically am. I reject it. I'm, I'm driving through the redwood forest right now on my own. You know, who am I though? I'm the guy who's got, you know, a beautiful twin flame sitting right next to him because, you know, we had a 5D union, so there's, she's never not going to be with me now. You know, we did some blood magic too. Didn't realize that one when I was going into it. So she's going to be inside of my system for a long fucking time. Blood magic's dangerous. Don't fuck with it. Don't fuck with your DNA. Unless you know what you're doing from an internal perspective. Don't do anything external. Don't fucking cast that shit out. My twin deserved better from me. It's taken me almost a year and I'm a lot better. And I still fantasize. Oh, I fantasize. That's, this is part of the mental construction that makes up my head. So, the fantasies. I learned a strategy long time ago for dealing with not getting my needs met and not protecting myself. Just, I'm a big guy, so I'll just scare them off, put up a prickly shield, and I'll walk away, and I'll make myself a, an aggrandizing hero, persecuted, savior complex rescuer. Yeah. 
Well, it gets more narcissistic than that because I'm angry during these times. I didn't process my anger. I'm rejecting, I'm judging. Very just, ah, hurting people mentally, hurting myself mentally and spiritually. I just hate all this because it sounds like I'm bitching and I'm whining and, you know, I've got some amazing things that make up my life too, which is why I'm so fucking confused. You know, there's an equal amount of light inside of this brain as well and, you know, I've seen some fucking, okay, I've seen some pretty fucking wild and crazy things when you start thinking cosmically, like, you know, damn. But I can't get those things out either. They're so subjective. How do you put that subjective experience out there? You can't. You just have to live it. So anyways, yeah, twin flame, possession, um, you know, next steps, loving and growing self and fixing this fucking rot inside of me. I need to get more motivated and I need to actually focus on business and career and experiences and doing things and being with people. I need to work on being able to, you know, accept my community and let my community accept me. I just, uh, damn, I'm so judgmental. (laughs) It's like, I want to see what I want to see. Folks, I may be 40 years old, but I'm fucking sexually attractive. Ooh, am I so attractive? And I'm a fucking magnetic bastard. Oh, my God. When you, if, oh, no, like, I don't fucking care. There's no time. Everything is connected. Unity, you're out there. Fucking, you know who my twin flame is, and you know how fucking amazing it is. And I know, Unity, you've watched and fucking quivered as her and I made love. So, fuck off. I don't need to explain nothing to you. My twin flame. Woo! What a fucking trip. still feel like I'm talking on a goddamn radio show and not fucking just being authentic. I'm going to go out of here, and you know what? You know, fuck you all. So my private thoughts are reserved for me and my twin. This is what I'm willing to say. All the things I didn't say are out there for you, my twin. I love you. Alright, folks, we're back. We're here for the second installment Alexander's Chaos Rising. And right now, I want to talk a little bit about the universe. It's so challenging for me to sit here when I'm not trying to record and I'm not trying to project to project the real me. The problem is, I'm not projecting the real me. Even as I speak right now, I'm projecting all of my unconscious bullshit right now. This is, this is the false self. Okay? But I have to go through this in order to get to my authentic self. My authentic self, I know. I've done so much fucking work. I've had lucid dream work and I had I had an inner child awakening and I remembered who I was when I was seven years old. That feeling, that heart-centered feeling, that green and teal energy, that, that frequency of 432. You know, that's that's the that's the earth. Don't listen to anybody else when they start talking about mathematics and this, that and the other. Language has been corrupted. Mother Earth, you know her frequency. You know, you, you were born with it. It's, it's part of your encoding, your DNA. There's so many levels. And it's not all just physical 
you know, mental levels. There are levels to mentality. There are levels to emotional processing. There are, there are you know, different, uh, different uh, levels to physics when you think about, you know, cells and nucleuses and protons and electrons and, and particles and, you know, subatomic particles and, you know, you keep going down and you get to, you get to what's called the subplanck level. Now, many of you have probably seen the movie Ant-Man, you know, that's just below that, that's where that, where he gets when everything's all flashing lights and shit. That's, that's below the subplanck level. That's, that's the nanite level. Current theoretical quantum physics, whatever you want to call it, theorizes that nanites are just these little fucking crystals, they're little fucking crystals, and light passes through them and creates a, a, a vibratory signature. And there is, there is a, a core signature that everything in the universe projects. It's what your consciousness does is it projects your body into this holographic reality. There's this, this, uh, this, this physics dilemma. It's called the vacuum catastrophe. I don't know if you've ever heard of the vacuum catastrophe, but if you do, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, then maybe you should look it up. The vacuum catastrophe basically states that if you take the mass uh, of the entire universe and you look at the precision and detail and force, uh, just 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 you know, drastically, universally, the, the amount of, of force that it takes to maintain our physical universe in its current spin, and I say spin for a reason because the universe is spinning and it is moving. On a 26,000 year cycle or more who knows you know fuck time don't exist whatever anyways the universe man in order for it to maintain its current you know state there has to be there has to be counterbalance of the same mass as the entire universe to 122 orders of magnitude. Now, if you know how to do math, if you know what orders of magnitude is, that's the, 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 the square roots, that's the cube roots, that's the, you know, to the fifth power, to the 30th power, that's to the 122nd power. So the entire mass of the entire universe to the 122nd power, there's that much dark energy this is where the multidimensional theory comes in, right? Like, what is that dark energy? But, but there's that, it, it, it holds everything in this perfect suspension. And if you follow classical physics, you know, what possible way and reason could there be such gravitational force from mass? It's impossible. It has to be 122 orders of magnitude greater than the mass of any object in order to maintain its cohesion and its, its, its ability to stay on something moving so fast. So Earth, guys, Earth is moving at something like, uh, let's see here, it's rotating at something like 12 miles per second and it's moving through our solar system at something like, uh, I don't know, 61, 81,000 uh, miles per second. And then our solar system is traveling around our galaxy at something like 160,000 miles per second. You know, combine all that, guys. guys we're, we're, we're constantly moving at just, just just a hair below the speed of light, to be perfectly honest, but it, it, it feels relatively to us like we're going, look at where am I going right now? I'm going like 75. No, I'm going 60 on the road. 
Okay, so I, I feel like I'm moving 60 miles an hour, but you know, guys, come on, the Earth itself is rotating at 12 miles per second. I'm going way faster than 60, uh, now 50 miles per hour. Okay? You've got access to everywhere you want to go. Everywhere. Anything. Yeah, I know. I'm losing cohesion. Something about recording, uh, about trying to be the, 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 the false self versus the real self. You know, your real self is multidimensional. Your real self is, is made up out of light and love and, you know, multiple dimensions, every possible permutation. It's all out there. Anyways, so we're going to get back down into some of the spiritual exploration and the, the, the shamanism, you know, who I am and, and, and what I'm experiencing and, and, and what we're doing moving forward, trying to get authentic, trying to get down to our core actually are you know sometimes I sit there and I wonder you know some of the things I've seen in meditation who I actually am and it's really hard to see you know I feel a lot of times like I get this image in my mind's eye in the third eye if you know what that is if you know how that works you know the tri-pyramid the trivium we can break into how, you know, some of these similar words, you know, have such cosmic and consciousness meaning when you look at triangle, pyramid, trivium, things like that. But anyways, you know, your third eye creates this image that you see the screen. And uh, sometimes when I do my meditations, I, I, I see these images and I see the screen and it's, uh, it's, it's the image of a, of a fucking beautiful fucking blonde haired angel. She's Caucasian. You know, but she's a fucking warrior. Oh my! And she's she's raped. Her wings are fucking battered and broken. Like if someone were to take a sledgehammer to her wings, just crush them beyond repair. She's just raped. This raped angel with these fiery, flaming swords of you know vengeance. You, know, you got you got your Nordic um, pantheon and runes and. Vikings and you know all the magic that came along with that. You know, I talked about my twin flame a little while ago and I said she was a ruse. Well, you know, here's here's one of the things that you may or may not know about twin flames. Um, your past lives really do influence um, your genetics and your genetics really do influence your past lives. So um, Viking, uh, mostly from Norway, is uh, is this vessel and uh, you know um, kind of a bit of Scandinavian skaldish kind of heritage from that region um, the, 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 they fought with the Rus a lot and it was bloody and it was dark and it was uh, yeah and so my twin flame was a Rus and so all of her past lives you know they didn't like, they, they didn't really like me very much um, uh, <laughs> and neither did mine we, uh, we, we murdered each other uh, on a fairly regular basis um, brutally raped and you know did, did terrible terrible things um, from a, a, a spiritual you know, yeah, lineage-based consciousness level, you know, the, the, the Rus and the Vikings were, uh, yeah, um, and so, let's get back into it, you know, possession, you know, sexual possession at that, you know, sacral, sacred possession, soul possession, um, really dark, really nasty, um, and, and, and we hated each other, we wanted to kill each other, 
<laughs> so raped angel, yeah, um, that's how I felt. Um, I've, I've I've had my uh, I've had my fair share of terrible experiences. I've 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 been astrally raped. I've experienced what it's like to astrally rape someone. Yeah, that was a that was a terrible nightmare. Um, you know, I felt what it's like to you know have my free will taken from me, mind control. You know, MK Ultra. I did some of that shit to myself. I did it to my my twin. My twin did it to me. I've experienced, uh, you know, being out of body uh, for four months. I was, I was in such a deep, dark depression that later I found out was just a narcissistic, you know, ploy um, to, 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 to make me, you know, kind of try to steal and vampire someone's energy. It's, uh, you know, if you know anything about narcissistic strategies, you know that uh, the narcissism constantly bullies uh, when they're in an aggressive or an active phase. And uh, when they go into a passive or regressive phase, they, uh, you know, they get so depressed and it's, you know, oh, I can't live without you and oh, what was me and poor me and, you know, I, you know, it got so deep and so dark spiritually for me that I was, I was in this, this black hole where everything felt hopeless and useless and I felt hopeless and useless and, uh, yeah, everything was just dark. I was so disconnected from my entire body. Um, I spent the entire time living in my head and, you know, I probably experienced 40 plus years of torturous hell, um, in my own mind space. You know, when you start, when you start having spiritual awakenings, you know, and you start slipping out of time, time doesn't really mean as much to you. So, um, you'll get these flashes and it may only take a split second, but, uh, you know, sometimes there's an entire lifetime. Sometimes there's, there's hundreds of lifetimes in there, you know, thousands you know, I talked earlier about the yokai that I, I, you know, overlaid onto my twin flame. It actually was meaning that it was a yokai that was inside of me. You know, uh, an, an, entity, an entity that I, I identified with and said, yeah, that, yeah that, that is me at one point. That was a mistake. I, I, I focused too much on that. But anyways, I've, I learned how to deal with her uh, through dreams. We, uh... I learned how to cut that spider. But darkness, right? You know, that, that internal spiritual just just hollowness, that gutted, empty feeling, you know karmic abuse and rejection from, you know, the divine feminine, you know. We uh we did a sacred union, you know, like like I, I let this person basically represent for me every every unconscious thing that's true about myself so here let's toot my own horn a little bit the unconscious part of me is a beautiful 23 year old sex bot who loves edm um yet a little bit of a mermaid there and oh my god if we get onto the sexual stuff holy f yeah if if that's my unconscious i'm uh i'm good And I had to stop being ashamed. And, uh, I mean, that shame, that's a, that's a tough one. But that's what these recordings are for. They're to, uh, to process out all that shit and get it out of me so that I can be the real me again. So that I can be that fucking 
beautiful, amazing sex pot that just fucking, like emotionally too, this is from a divine masculine, divine divine uh, feminine perspective, you know, when you gotta talk about your own personality, you know, your, your, your emotions and what you, what you cast out there, they're feminine in nature, right? They're surrendering, they're, they're, they're taking in, you know. So as an emotional vampire, you know, not necessarily an emotional vampire, it's a strategy that I learned to use um, to, in order to cope with actually um, an extreme abandonment terror. You know, I talked about the, you know, neglect and abuse from my parents and, you know, the contempt and things like that. You know, and, and from years, years of, you know, porno- pornography addiction and spiritual abuse and, you know, self-abuse. So it's, uh, you know, a, a complete and total self-abandonment when you go into a false self and you play the straw man for everybody so well that, you know, you begin to believe that you are the straw man and that your real true self is this, you know, possessed entity. It's, it's really shitty, but you got to get out of that because the, 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 the fact of the matter is is that when people talk about demons uh, what most of them are doing is they're actually talking about um, you know fractions of their soul that they've so bastardized and disidentified with and dissociated from that um, you know they're, 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 they're soul shards they're this broken thing that's always separated from you that's always floating right outside your aura and never going to get in unless you, you choose to intentionally you know, integrate them, and that's that's a scary process. You know, if you know any shamans, they're, they're brave. They're they're brave as fuck. Like, I'm just now getting myself to the point where I can talk about this on a fucking recording. These people do it professionally for others. Um, so it's 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 it takes a lot of courage and a lot of bravery to go that deep into yourself to find somebody else's soul shards. Um, there's some amazing people out there. And I'm very grateful to know a lot of them. But anyways, uh, let's keep going. So, uh, universal dynamics and you know spirituality and, and it's all got different levels and it's all it's all there, all different layers of consciousness, all all layered in color, and frequency, and um, most of your connection, guys. Most of your connection is going to come through the actual feminine expression um, because it is uh, through emotion that this light is encoded. Um, it's not actually through your logic that light is encoded. It is through, it is through your logic that light can be interpreted. Uh, but you have to understand in, in what order is that. If you look at it from the perspective of the third eye, then you've got your emotional processing system and you've got your ego or intellectual logical processing system. It's very analytical. Um, hermetically, alchemically um, ancient mysticism talks about you know the uh, left eye you know is like the, the the eye of Toth I believe it is and Toth is you know connected to the emerald tablets which connects to your heart sphere and all that other shit but um, more about that as I actually study the tree of Yeseth uh, something like that whatever um, I practice a 12 dimensional shielding technique and I I, I, I have a 12th dimensional core and nomadic staff that I work with when I meditate I kind of skipped right over the chakra system like the, the, the seven chakras seemed um, elementary for me and eight chakras was pretty easy for me to accept when I you know expanded into my high heart chakra but I never really spent any time looking at the tree of life the uh, the, 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 the ten dimensions um, I kind of jumped straight from you know 
fourth dimension to fifth dimension to twelfth dimension, and you know, I, I kind of I wonder sometimes what you know eighteen and nineteen are like and things like that. And you know, when you get that high up, you know, everything is connected. So your your individual chakras are connected to each other, and, and your chakra system is connected to your you know. Um, you know, the, the tree of life that's in there, but that tree of life is also connected to the 12th dimension little core that I, you know, practice. And, you know, that's connected at each and every level up and up and up. So you get to experience all these different dimensions. And, and the more you do, the more you define your emotional state, the more you heal your emotional processing system, uh, because there's hardware, which is you, your body. And then there's software, which is the um, unconscious programming, the thoughts, the thought constructs that you've accepted, um, that you've allowed to be projected onto and into you. And yes, onto and into are two different things because there is a process called projective identification where an outside entity is able to project something into you and they feel it with such intense emotion that, um, yeah, no, it, it, um, it becomes you. That's why we got to get careful, and that's why you got to do some dark arts training, because uh, there's some bad, bad fuckers out there, and they're constantly projecting shit into hum- into humanity. Um, you know, this is where you get into some of that QAnon stuff and the child sex trafficking, and you know, the Vatican and pedophilia and rape culture, and you know, all kinds of shit. It's dark. Um, and it's out there, and it's and it's people projecting it into into each other, and so <clears throat> I've had to deal with um, this experience, where in order to protect myself, I learned to projectively identify, um, to to force people to think and feel the way that I need them to. Um, that's part of that fantasy that I do. You know, I have this ego looping where I run the experience literally millions of times um, and so does everybody else by the way it's just it's usually done unconsciously uh, this is part of the, uh, the the great sham I guess of our time the uh, the great sin the great uh, schism whatever you want to call it the you know the great con nah. I have an email address that's that's reticent of that uh, that that moniker anyways um, yeah if you're smart enough you can figure that one out send me a fucking email anyways um, yeah, we uh, you know we, we got it all in us and we have to be able to integrate is the whole point and um, oftentimes psychosis in case you're not familiar with psychosis is um, part of that it's an integration failure um, especially when you start looking at your energetic body and some of the dis-ease that people have um, so by the way you know if you've got things like cancer or um, Lou Gehrig's disease or things like that there that there is no actual disease in the universe it's a thought um, and then there's something in your thought that creates that um, you know maybe it's a behavior pattern maybe it's a you know it's a life pattern maybe it's a you know a genetic pattern but there is there is coding inside of you there is there's data there's light there's thought that creates that disease you know the same is true of obesity um, here's a little hint obesity it's linked to shame um, but it's an internal shaming of the self yeah and it's a love of that shame 
it's a shame that you love so much on so many different levels that uh, you, you abuse yourself in that way. A little bit of self-abandonment too. A lot of self-abandonment. Anyways, your actual body doesn't matter. The, the, uh, the energetic that you put off is. And so you can live with shame. You can be, you can have, you can experience shame and love it so much that you're just phenomenal. Like there's some, there's some overweight people that are just, they're, 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 they're beautiful. They're, they're these gorgeous, fine works of art, you know, and, and the same is true, by the way, for what we consider during this current zeitgeist to be sexually attractive. You know, you can, you can have a body that is amazingly sexually attractive, but be a very, very, very terrible person. And you know, we've actually seen that, you know, um, the, the, the current contemporary culture, really tells us, you know, hey, you know, these people, you know, these, these, these role models that you have, these, these fashion models, these, these TV stars, whatever, they're this, you know, this whatever, this beautiful icon should be aspired to body types, but then, you know, they're just, they're, they're horrifically mean and rude and constantly castracized out in public and things like that. But, uh, yeah. You can be beautiful no matter what you look like. And, you know, that was the thing that I loved about my twin flame. Um, is, you know, she loved me when I was 300 pounds. And she saw me as the most amazingly sexually attractive thing that was currently happening. Oh, and by the way, you know what? I forgot to mention that during the current zeitgeist, this is taking place, guys, um, from 2019 to 2020. So the, the, the middle of the COVID lockdown, which, you know, a lot of people felt like it was Armageddon. I mean, you remember the toilet paper scare? Fucking people thought that we were going to go Mad Max and ran out of shit paper. And, you know, like you saw people in the stores wearing fucking gas masks and fucking trash bags all over themselves because they were so terrified of this shit. You know, I mean, we've, we, we've gotten to the point where, guys, society's coming close to collapse. <laughs> you know, Paris, France had riots for over a whole year. Australia's currently locked down. People are being beaten in the streets by police and by bystanders for protesting. You see a protester, you may not agree with them, but you go and you beat them because you don't agree? Come on now, guys. Where's that freedom of speech? And if we're not gonna see it for the rest of the world, how are we ever gonna see it for ourselves? But you're busy watching the news and you're busy watching the narrative. You're not even paying attention to the spiritual depravity. Like, let's get into some language stuff, guys. Okay, here's something that you don't know when you think about things cosmically and spiritually. Our languages are the expression of our manifestation of the electricity, of the energy that comes out of us. At one point, our languages were so precise and accurately matched to universal dynamics that you could speak the word cup and by speaking the word cup the cup would magically get up and it would float into your hand and that took a shit ton of energy and it wasn't something that you would actually recommend to do on a regular basis but there were languages that could do this the Coptic languages yeah yeah wait till you wait till you find out what the uh, the uh, the original solar symbol for uh, the you know the symbol of uh, uh, the way that our solar system rotates, what symbol that is? Look up the Phoenicians. You know what Phoenicians are? Phonetics, the way words are spoken with inflection and meaning, syntax. Okay, 
there's different levels of language and meaning and syntax syntax is where the corruption has come from and phonetics is the level right below syntax now the Phoenicians these were people that they practiced language and art and magic but their symbol was co-opted by the Nazis and it was taken to mean something completely different and now the vast majority of you look at the symbol and you think oh bigotry oh holocaust yes it happened it was intentionally stolen and co-opted thousands of years before the germans took that symbol it was the symbol for the galactic solar trajectory. It was the way that a year passed. It was your connection, it was our connection to Source. Because we knew how the stars moved. And you got a lot of people out there that believe in astrology, right? Well, guys, hey, guess what? That system was co-opted. Time was co-opted. Gregorian time was the worst atrocity ever had us counting a clock that was a mental construct that we all agreed upon just like the value of money uh, the value of money that's a piece of paper in your wallet that's a digit in a computer that's not value that's an agreed upon value and hey here's a hint guys the people at the world bank the people at the fucking IMF the ones that tell you what that money is worth they just keep printing more and they continue to create struggle and strife. These are the motherfuckers that don't let us sell corn that is overstocked and rotting in America that we subsidize with our taxes. It doesn't allow us to send that over to the starving and hungry and the poor in Ethiopia. Why? Now here's the interesting thing. Why? because they don't want to change the valuation of corn on the market. They won't even let these farmers that they subsidize turn their rotting corn into biofuel. It has to rot. It has to rot. Right? Let's get some more corporate shit in there. Hey, Monsanto. Anyone know Monsanto? Yeah. Terminator seeds that can infect other people's property that gives Monsanto the right to steal their land in court, okay? Language, we're getting back into it. Syntax, here we go. Law, Black's Law. Courtrooms, land, sea, air, spirituality, it's all connected. Black's Law is the law of piracy. Black's Law is the law that allows narcissists to overwhelm and overpower individuals energetically to take their money. A judge sits as a banker. Okay? Look at some of these words and what they mean. The whole world is constructed this way. And there's a shit ton of research that I haven't done, that I'm aware of, that I want to do, This is the level that I'm currently coming at, and we'll get deeper and deeper, and the more that I talk about this, the more this shit's gonna come in. 
address, location, and they mean two different things, especially when you think spiritually and you think about past lives. You gotta let it all go if you wanna get there. But anyways, let's go back to some of the uh, more energetic stuff, you know, the chakra systems and whatnot, and the different dimensions, the ninth dimension, the, the tenth dimension. Tenth dimensional meditations, by the way, are, are fucking trippy. Um, if you're, if you ever, ever worked with them, um, you know, hey, hit me up, because, uh, you know, I like to do a little bit of coding and programming and fuck up this matrix. Uh, <laughs> we're working to right now to remove the predator-prey programs and the victim-victimizer programs. Um, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty dope. Once it happens, once, you know, everything else just kind of starts falling away and dissolving, and you just got to keep practicing and practicing and practicing and holding the discipline until it's gone. But I have yet to take the actions because I'm still just driving in my car alone. That's another thing. Spiritually, I'm lonely. Oof. Yeah, that was why I wanted my twin flame so badly. Ugh, it's even making me sick to my stomach. I might have to stop talking for a while. <sighs> yeah, spiritual abandonment, self-abandonment, abuse, neglect, false self. I've constructed a fucking mind maze hell nightmare for myself. There's some really awesome things that come out of it, though. For every action, there's an equal reaction. Sometimes I have these moments where I'm so in love with unity and I'm just, I'm not even trying to record, I'm not even trying to do anything, I'm just living. And I have these crystal clear moments where there's so much emotion flowing through me that, you know, I, my skin tingles, the entire core in my body, every, every cell, every nucleus. You know, it's like their chakras all come into alignment and everything is just Bing, perfect, and it's this cool menthol chills all over my body, and my whole body is activated. It's just like diamond crystalline awesomeness. That's the authentic self. Now, if you haven't learned, if you haven't done any, any any work with authentic authentic self, you know, but you're a spiritual person, I, I highly encourage you to look at the Toltec traditions. <clears throat> the Toltec traditions are pretty easy, um, pretty simple. You've got your narrator. You've got your um, parasite, and you've got your ally. That's kind of that tribe approach, because the narrator is always talking. He's always talking, 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 talking. He's always narrating the life that you're living. Then you've got the parasite, and the parasite is what a parasite is. It, it wants to take things away from you. It wants you to feel afraid. It wants you to, you know, um, it wants you to give up. It wants you to see yourself as weak. It wants you to hurt yourself. Um, it wants to suck the life out of you. And then you've got your ally. And your ally is all about um, authentic expression. It's always there to lift you up. It's always there to make you stronger, um, to make you more powerful, to make you, you know, happier, to make you um, just, just, just more. Well, what, what an ally would do? What would an ally do? An ally assists you with everything that you do, right? And so, the Toltec tradition says, you know, 
everyone's drunk because they're busy listening to the parasite thinking it's the ally and everyone listening to the ally thinking it's the parasite and you can't tell the difference between the two and sometimes you sober up for a little bit and the ally comes in and you're like oh ally great yeah i'm gonna listen to you and then you know other times you listen up and you're like oh that's the parasite fuck you i'm not listening and for the most part you're just drunk and the toltecs they say you know the whole the whole goal is to is to clear the smoky mirror so that you can see you know, okay, this is the parasite. Okay, yes, this is the ally. And it's okay to recognize that that's the parasite. Um, but it's all about, you know, what do you feed? Do you, do, 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 do you give more attention to the parasite or do you give more attention to the ally? Because, hey, hermetic and magic principle, energy goes where attention flows, guys. If you spend all of your time focusing on the parasite, what does the parasite do? It gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And what does the ally do if you focus your time and attention on the ally? It gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So this is kind of how you kind of start building your uh, precognitive workforce and, you know, really activating yourself from a, you know, a unity consciousness level at that, you know, seventh or eighth chakra, whatever you want to talk about. Or even if you want to, you know, get even higher dimensional and look at the tree of life and, you know, if you want to look at uh, the twelfth dimensional work that you can do or potentially even the seventeenth or eighteenth dimensional work that you can do. You know, energy flows in two directions, two directions, and always flows in a torus. Okay. If you're struggling right now with a top-up, linear, hierarchical system, revolt, consciousness strike. Nope. Stop. Turn around. At the very least, make the attempt to come at the situation from the top down. Whatever system you're working with, whether it be 7, 8, 10, 12, 16, 18, 17, whatever. Because as you reach up, you're also, you are also reaching down to yourself. Okay? The highest levels of your consciousness that you're able to achieve is actively reaching down to you in equal proportion as you are reaching up to it. And so if you're reaching up and you're starting to struggle and your hand's starting to slip and you don't know what else to do, start reaching down. Because maybe the block is coming from a different perspective, coming from a different angle. Unity's there and it loves you unconditionally. Right? There's some basic core principles and truths. The entire universe, every permutation, every thought, every construct, every consciousness, every mass, it's all held together and it all loves you unconditionally. God, at whatever definition of God that you hold, loves you unconditionally no matter how terrible or amazing you are. The darkest people out there, you know, we're talking Clintons and freaking Epsteins and ugh, fucking Bill and Melinda Gates and Jeff Bezos and some of these some of these people that are just like, you know them out there. A lot of people give them accolades, but they're some of the darkest people spiritually in the universe. They've done some horrific things. You know, the people that are involved in sex trafficking and, you know, pornography and pedophilia and psychopaths and sociopaths, all the different levels. You know, black ops shit in the military. You know, we're talking fucking Agent Orange kind of bullshit and fucking ugh, 
Guys, do you remember back in 20, what, 2012, they turned on the Hadron Collider? Does anyone remember that? You know, recently in like 20, 2019, I think 2020, uh, a paper was released by one of the researchers that said, you know, oops, <laughs> when we turned on that collider, we didn't realize it, but we might have just destroyed a universe. Like, uh, if you're feeling out of place in this universe, hint, hint, wink, wink, you may have been a um, survivor of that universe that was destroyed. You know, there were, there were a lot of souls in that universe that were brought over to this universe, and, and you didn't come from here. You, you, you did not, and that's okay. You know, your systems are going to work differently than, you know, than mine does. I came from here. Earth is Earth is my home, and you know the the, the more I sink into her, the, the further she lets me go out into space. You know, she's like she's like a mother. She's a very very caring mother, and you know a very caring mother doesn't let you roam super far from home if you don't know how to protect yourself. And space is pretty dangerous. There's a lot of shit out there, even though we call it void. She's not gonna let you leave until you're ready. She does love you. And I say she for a very important reason, because remember, everything's gender. Everything is connected multidimensionally. You've got so many different facets and things can things and meanings and words and constructs from the, the seventh dimension flow. They flow into your fourth dimension, okay? They flow from your fourth dimension into your third dimension. They flow from your third dimension into your sixth dimension. And, and, and you know, these constructs, these words, these meanings, they... Uh, when you get multidimensional and you actually let yourself untether from that, that persona, that mask, the Toltecs call it a mask of who you think you are, that name, that identity, you'll start to see these things and they'll, st they'll start to make more sense and it'll all start coming together for you. But, uh, you know, you got to be careful because these words, they have meaning. You know, some of these things are cursed. By the way, if you're a methamphetamines user, or you've ever used Molly, MDMA, ecstasy, you need to fuck and get to the beach, get up to the mountains, get the fuck off of your drug. Your drug is spiritually cursed. You need to spend time having fun, loving yourself and being a child. Go to the beach, go ground, go love yourself untold. Now, me personally, when I realized that I had to get myself out of the cities, when I had to get myself away from the mass of consciousness that's out there that's just so much fucking vapid bullshit, fucking pseudo-narcissistic fucking strategies, everything is like that. You know, our society, it's, it's, it's almost, if you look at it from the American society, it's almost like this, this codependent, you know, narcissistic, dark mother kind of just be weak and vapid and fake and false and ugh, fuck that keeping up with the Kardashians fuck you you people are sick go live your own life quit fucking watching the fucking TV hey they fucking or if you want to fucking really help yourself get out the TV go ahead and look up um, autonomic nervous system stimulation and programming how they use the pixels in your TV along with colors and frequencies to make you more docile and how have you more easily accept their mental programming. Guys, this is a real fucking thing. They can trigger the emotions on somebody's skin. They can trigger your electrical impulses on your skin just by the combination of flashing lights 
and sounds coming out of your TV. You ever wonder why you watch this scary movie and all of a sudden this song comes on and your heart starts racing? Guys, it's because you've already been trained to know, hey, here's the signaling. Here's the signaling, Pavlov's dog. Something scary is going to come up, so I need to be scared already. And you can see the scene, and the scene might actually be like, well, that was pretty tepid. Like, that was a letdown. Like, what the fuck? I was expecting something horrific. But it wasn't the actual scene or the visuals. It was the emotional programming. Okay? We're emotionally programmed. Think about it this way. You ever see an actor in a movie running away from a fucking T-Rex? You get a feeling, right? Like, oh, wow, this is what it would be like to be running away from a T-Rex. Except for Newsflash, no, what you're watching is you're watching an actor on a movie screen who's pretending to be terrified of a T-Rex that he knows is perfectly safe. Okay? You're getting the exact opposite. Because I guarantee you, if a T-Rex stepped into your front yard when you went to pick up your paper, you would feel a whole different level of terror and emotional expression than what you get when you watch it on TV. The experience is different. So you got to get that programming out of you because it's there at every level. I have no fucking clue where I was going with any of this. Oh well, hopefully it's good.